Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and I'm joined by my wife and founder of Coming to New York City, Katie Smith. Katie, welcome to episode four of the podcast. Thank you very much. So we are living out our journey of moving to New York City uh, here on the podcast or or sharing our story. And and over time, we're going to share all kinds of things about uh, living in New York City and advice in New York City. But but we thought we'd start by sharing our journey of moving to New York City. And so this episode, we're talking about our first year of living in New York City. So we'd visited plenty and we talked about that uh, in a previous episode and we'll more talk talk about that in the future but this this episode we're talking about our first year in New York City the good the bad the hard the wonderful the challenging uh all of those things and so Katie when you think about our first year in New York City what's the first thing that comes to mind the first thing that comes to mind is New York City lived up to all of my expectations um I think after traveling here so much and building it up in my mind for literally years. I mean, I came here when I was a sophomore in high school for the first time. And since then, I was like, this is my city. But it never made sense to move. And then, um, you know, like we talked about in previous podcasts, we made the decision to move. I quit my job. And then as we were getting closer and closer to the time we were moving here, I was like, well, I hope this lives up to all my expectations because I'm sure that living here and traveling, having vacation here are two totally different things. And I may be setting myself up for a huge disappointment. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind is New York City and living here lived up to all of my expectations and probably surpassed it, too. It was way better than I could have imagined. Yes. I... For me, it was uh, the extreme. Uh, it was an extreme year. Yeah. And so it was, in many ways, way better than I imagined. It was also harder than I imagined, you know, uh, if I'm honest. of We had a big learning curve. We had a big learning curve. It was, it was <laughs> everybody talks about how expensive it is. It was more expensive <laughs> than I imagined. Now, I, that's something I stress about and think about a lot. Um, and so when I, when I think about it is, the food was more expensive. The dry cleaning was more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, I, but it also like was also more convenient than I envisioned. And so while I was expecting the convenience of what we were used to with drive throughs and, you know, pulling into our, our garage and there, there were, everything was going to be complicated. Uh, come to kind of find out there's delivery, everything we can walk everywhere. We have access to everything with a subway. The subway is, is so much easier uh, once you get to know it uh, from a convenience standpoint. Yeah, that's true. Um, that uh, rush hour traffic was no longer an issue. It was really just a matter of how crowded the train was going to be uh, when we want to go somewhere. Yeah, rush hour wasn't about the traffic on the street or cars. It was about the people on the subway and who you'd have to get really close to yes. <laughs> in order to get home. So, it, you know, I, I think it was an extreme year, but I, I'm with you. It, it surpassed my expectations um mm-hmm. and and i think we had different expectations but it it was it was it was a thrill it was it was basically like we went on um and we never really said this but it was like a one-year vacation now i was working the whole time i was actually working multiple jobs yeah uh but we uh we because we felt like we weren't going to be there for i felt like we weren't going to be there forever we were kind of like let's squeeze in everything we can so we squeezed right. as much as we could into that first year yeah because we said we'll do this for two years and then we'll reevaluate so in my mind i wasn't sure where you were going to stand when we made that reevaluation. Yeah. so we had two years to get it all in and yeah. that first year was really 
about trying to experience as much as possible. Yes. Um, that way we could just check it all off the list and say we had done it. So if this dream had come to an end, I could at least say we lived it to the max and we did everything. Yeah. Was As you think through that first year, was there one or two things we did in the city that stand out above other things? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think this is kind of general, but being here during the holiday season was a highlight Um, because I had been here for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade before, but to essentially watch the city transform into this like holiday winter wonderland and then um, get to experience it every day because every store, um, not just Macy's and, and Bloomingdale's with their big windows, but I feel like every store decorates in their own way. And um, there's just so much like that hustle and bustle and energy from the tourists and also from um, just like the cold air. And I know this is a general answer, but just experiencing that whole season and living it day to day was so much fun for me. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm with you, kind of the, the winter, because we got here in October. Yeah, so it was right before it all right started. Right before it all started. And we came from Texas, where we had never experienced cold weather like that before yeah. either. Like, in Texas, it's only cold because it's dreary outside yeah. or because the sun isn't shining. Here, you've got that cold. It can be so bright and sunny outside, but that cold air... I don't know, it was just a, a different kind of season than I'd ever experienced before. Yeah, and I remember I was literally scared of the cold, of like, can I really do this? Because being in Texas, I maybe experienced a couple of cold days a year, yeah. but not living in the cold. And in New York City, you can't not go outside. So in Texas, we could literally, when it was hot, we parked our car in the garage and you're mm-hmm. outside for seconds. And then you're in, in New York, you have to walk blocks outside whether it's hot or cold you do have to be outside and so there's no avoiding the cold we had to take our kids to school you're going to take our oldest daughter to school yeah uh so we could not avoid the cold now i was literally scared of it now that it was way better than I, it was not nearly as bad as i anticipated it could have been and, it, and now i can't imagine not having the seasons i, I you know we're right now it's getting about to, it's starting to get cold again and i'm thrilled like i'm excited like i love that cold bite uh as it's coming now but i didn't i didn't know what to expect if i if i think through that first year though the adventures i enjoyed the most which is crazy because we moved to the city but it was actually the adventures in the park so we we uh, we do, we experienced every square inch of Prospect Park uh, that first year. Of on Saturdays or any day we had, we go to the ice skating rink, or we'd go to the, uh, zoo. the lake or the zoo. Yeah, that, um, that park the had carousel, everything. The the log park, the you know, uh, we'd go to Smorgasburg uh, when it was in the park. So we yeah. experienced the. We even uh, walked around. Uh, we didn't go into it uh, when Bernie Sanders had his caravan or his uh, rally, rally there, there. Yeah. in Prospect Park. So and we, there were concerts in the park. There was so much that was happening in the park of experience the city and the park. Uh, and then we went sledding in the park. So that was that was really probably my highlight of. Um, you know, we growing up in Texas didn't sled much, and right there in our backyard, we, yeah, we went sledding. Well, we have to tell this story because I feel like this is like a Texas okay. um, rookie mistake. So, so we're digging into now. We're, <laughs> we're making a shift to the podcast of 
some of the toughest times. Some of the dumb things of we that did. first year. Uh, and we're gonna I'm, start I with led the way. I we're gonna start with Nils' dumb thing that he did. So we had to buy everything new for winter stuff. We had no concept of winter coats before here. So we had to buy new winter coats and hats and yes. scarves and gloves and And I'm cheap. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's lay that out there. <laughs> let's make it's sure that's always clear. about money and how can I find a good deal or get by without. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Cheap is living in New York City, but we'll talk about that another <laughs> time. Um, so the girls and I had gotten winter boots. Actually, I think at first I just got them rain boots because I thought that would be good to keep their feet dry, but quickly realized, okay, rain boots are not going to be enough. So anyways, we got winter boots it's snowing. Um, it's we're about to go sledding for I think maybe the first time, right? Yes. And this is a big deal because yeah. snow is new to us. My kids had never seen it before. Yes. We figured out how to get like where to get these saucer style um, yep. sleds. Yes. We bundle up. We go out, and those is like. You know what? I've got um, my cowboy boots. I'm gonna put on, and we're really not super Texas. So this, I, I, let me let me correct. This is okay. my, my second time in the snow. But the oh, first time I wore tennis shoes. Okay, okay. And those got all wet. And yeah, so yeah. I, I was thinking I need boots to kind of cover my ankles and not get wet. Okay, there you go. So what's funny about that is we're not super Texas. Like we didn't live on a ranch or a farm no, or anything, no. but. You just have boots. Every Texan. Every Texan has yeah. it for, you know, those certain... Once a year at the rodeo. We'd the go rodeo, to rodeo or those, like, sometimes we'd go to, like, benefits or something, and it was, like, Texas wear, yeah. and yeah. so he had some. He's like, I'll put those on and go sledding, and then... Yeah. I still have those same boots, by the way. Yeah, because he's cheap. From and, college. Because <laughs> he's cheap and he <laughs> yes. won't get rid of them. Yes. Anyways, so we go out, we're going sledding. You're taking the girls. I don't yes. even know if I was there. No, you were there because you laughed at me. But okay. continue. Do you want to tell it? Yeah, you can tell it. Okay. So we're up on the top of this hill with lots of people because it's one of the first snows of the season. So everybody comes out with their sleds and everybody's excited. So the girls are, are sledding. They're loving it. And then I don't even remember how you did it. So, so the way it works is at the top, you go to the top of the hill and you slide down. But when people start sliding down the hill... Basically, little paths get created. The snow gets kind of stamped in, which makes the sleds go extra fast. And so it's almost like a basically like a slide more than it is on like soft snow. So when you picture that, and then what essentially happens at the top of the hill, everybody's walking around and standing around. So the, the snow gets kind of padded in there. And essentially, this snow becomes basically a layer of ice. So you're kind of standing around on flat ice. And... Essentially what happened is while I was getting one of the kids uh, set up to sled down on the, the little saucer, um, I took a step and, you know, essentially cowboy boots are not built like snow boots, which no. give you traction in the snow or the ice. Cowboy boots are made for dirt. And so when I stepped on that ice, I pulled one of those Home Alone moments where my <laughs> feet just slid out from under me and I just fell flat on my butt so like hard like back like like back but and it it just it was one of those like painful old man moments <laughs> where I kind of laid there and thought I don't know if I can get up and I remember another <laughs> dad that was up there with me looked over at me and he go and he made a noise he made one of those like like Ooh. sympathy noises like that oh and then like gave me that looks like sorry bro uh and the sympathy look 
And yeah, I learned my lesson, and, and I then paid, you bought snow I boots. paid some money for some snow boots after that. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that was a hard lesson. Hard lesson. So yeah, if you're moving to New York, you need snow boots. There's no way around it, and mm-hmm. cowboy boots are not the sleep. And I've told a few people that. Uh, and, and it's funny because I've talked to a couple of Texas friends like, yeah, that makes sense. I would just wear my cowboy boots in the snow. It's a good use for them. Uh, and anybody here would just like laughs at like, why would you think that was a good idea? Uh, yeah. So that was, that was definitely a hard lesson. Yeah. One of the, the hard, when I think about the first year, the hardest thing uh, that, that I remember, and I'll be curious, your, your biggest challenge of that first year, but um, just that things I didn't, I wasn't ready for. And I remember we, it, it got cold pretty quickly, but it didn't snow until probably after January. Yeah. And we were thinking like, gosh, it's our first winter and we don't know how many winters we have here. Maybe it's not even going to snow this year. And then it became like the biggest snow year of like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it just kept snowing and kept snowing and kept snowing. And, and yeah, it, but not until like the end of January. Yeah. Not until the end of January. Mm-hmm. And then like February, March was like endless snow. But what happened is the weather never got below, got above freezing. And yeah. so what normally happens in New York is it snows and then it gets above freezing and when they shovel it off and in a couple of days it's all gone. Well, yeah, it melts away. we had snow on top of snow on top of snow and you're supposed to, you know, you have to shovel your sidewalk and your stairs and things like that. You're also supposed to snow, shovel your cars out. <laughs> and so uh, I left the snow on our car just thinking it's going to melt away and I'm just going to wait for it to melt away. Well, they force you to move your car. And so at one point I was like, okay, I've got to go shovel out the car. And it's been several weeks of the car being buried in snow. What had happened is it would actually get a little bit above freezing. So it would melt a little bit, but then it would freeze again, melt a little bit and freeze again. And so essentially our car was covered up halfway, like totally hood was covered basically up halfway up the windows. And so when a when a snow shovel comes to the streets, a snow plow, a snow plow, yeah, it's pushing the snow to the sides, basically on top of or against all the cars that are parked in the street. And so our car was just covered in snow. Tires are totally covered. And so I spent about four hours chiseling our car out of the ice. Uh, it was a miserable four hours, um, and it was still cold. It and it was, still, was cold. So but cold. I, I remember I went out there bundled up. Uh, yeah. with like three layers of coats on. And by the time I was done, I was in my T-shirt and jeans um, out in the middle of the cold because it was just so much work. And they actually say a lot of old people die during the winter because of the shoveling, because of the hard work. Shove- snow shoveling is so hard. And this was really ice sh- cutting. That is what I, what I was doing. <laughs> he was making an ice sculpture. It was the hardest workout I've ever had in my life, uh, getting that car out. Uh, and yeah. And so I learned my lesson of every time it snowed, then I'd go shovel around the car. So I wouldn't have to do that again, but that was, yeah. that was the hardest part of that. That first year was, was chiseling our car out of the snow and ice, uh, was unexpected. Yeah. So for me, it was two things. Um, one was being away from family um, was really different for, for us because everybody, I mean, even extended family really all lives in Texas. They've, the kids have three sets of grandparents, great grandparents, aunts and uncles and cousins and great aunts, uncles, um, all of that. Everybody lives in Texas. And so we're like the only ones who have left for an extended amount of time. And there were some times I felt really guilty that I was taking my kids away from family or away from grandparents. And, um, 
I mean, some of that guilt was <laughs> was put on me from other people, um, but uh, but I really I really did feel that way, um, and they really did their best to be encouraging and all of that. But there was just a little bit of sadness with us being far away. Um, now I can look at it and um, appreciate being here um, and why we're here, and we'll get into that other other podcasts, but to see the way that my kids have grown and the way that they've changed and then just how this city really suits us and fits us and how we still connect with our family, I mean, on a weekly basis. We love FaceTiming and talking as much as possible, probably not as much as we should. Sometimes we all get really busy, but um, they've come up to visit us. We go back there. So we've done a good job of really bridging that and and keeping us feeling close. But I I did deal with a lot of guilt that first year and still do sometimes um, with taking our family, our family away from their extended family. Yeah. And that was a big challenge. We we were used to Texas and we were used Mm -hmm. to being, you know, a couple hour drive at most away from any family member. And so this point you had to plan and fly and 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 do um you know there there were just certain challenges that that came Mm -hmm. with with having that distance from family and i think not having any we didn't have any close friends in new york city either no and so we we really were uh isolated in many ways we we did find you know over that first year is that because so many people are always moving to new york city so many people are also looking for friends yeah that's Um, very true and so people were where we, we might have had, had challenges in other places um, making new friends. New York really wasn't a big challenge. There were so many who were so warm and welcoming, and so many people were just new and always moving to the city. And so um, that that added to being able to meet some incredible people. I you know, uh, as we wrap up this episode, I'm curious what maybe your favorite thought is. Uh, you know, as you think through that first year, um, but but the other just really positive experience was. Um, finding finding a school uh, for Emery, so for our, our oldest, it was kindergarten, and so her going to the local school, what that would be like, and what what I really was thrilled about was the diversity that existed yeah. in her school, and so multiple languages spoken within within her class, mm-hmm. um, and and a real 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 interesting diversity. Um, I felt like they learned a lot about the French culture too. Uh, just almost coincidentally, that I remember she going to her going to a French restaurant as a, a field trip that was across the street, and they learned manners and they learned some of the French etiquette and, and interactions, as well as us having neighbors uh, from France uh, and the things that we learned from them and the things they would teach us and share uh, with us, and even the words uh, they would teach us. And so uh, that that was probably my other big highlight is is as you kind of share is New York was not just about our experience but it was about our family's experience and what our kids experienced in that. Yeah, and I do want to talk about school because that was a big eye-opener once we got here. Um, Just the way that the school system works here was very different than the way it works in Texas. So Emory, our oldest, has a late summer birthday. So in Texas, we could hold her back, and we were going to start her the following year when she was six in kindergarten. And in Texas, redshirting is really not a problem. You just do it, and, and no big deal. When we got here, she had already turned five, and we found out that in New York City school system, they do it by birth year. 
So in her case, she was born in 2009, and so every student born in 2009 had to start kindergarten that year. Um, It didn't have to do with school year. It was calendar year. And so my thought was, oh, I'll just tell them we just moved here, and then it'll be no big deal. But the more that I researched and, and talked to people, they were like, yeah, New York City doesn't really... There's no um, I, there's no leniency in that area. Um, the school system, the New York City public school system here has more kids in it than there are people in Chicago. So it's not that they're trying to be cold. It's just they have a huge amount of kids and families to deal with. And so their rules are their rules. And so we moved here in October. I'm talking to people. It's getting to be December. And I'm realizing if she doesn't start kindergarten, she is going to miss out on kindergarten and they're going to make her start first grade next year. And I knew that that was not going to work because there were so many, I mean, kindergarten is so foundational and she's going to miss so many building blocks. So I called the school and schools are often really crowded too. Um, As soon as a school fills up, you have to take a bus or a train or a subway to the next school um, that has an opening. And so everybody in our school district, our school uh, that we were zoned to was really sought after. And so I called on a whim and they said, you know what, we have one student in kindergarten. The only student in the whole school is in kindergarten that is moving at Christmas. We have one spot open in the entire school and it's going to be in kindergarten. So if she would like to start, um, she can start in February um, once the student moves. And so that was a huge deal to even get a spot. Um, But that's just something we had to do. So she had to start kindergarten in February. Now we were able to work with her teacher and with the principal. And if it's their idea for your student to be held back, then you can do it. You can't go in and be like, oh, I think I want my kid held back or or what the case, whatever the case is. But because her teacher understood where we were coming from and our situation, and she could tell that Emery was not ready. She had missed so much many building blocks and foundational things in kindergarten that they allowed her to repeat kindergarten the next year, which worked out wonderfully. But, um, yeah, that was a big, big learning situation yeah. for us, just working with the New York City public schools. Because, again, it's not because they're cold and mean and, and won't work with you, but it's because they have so many kids to deal with that they can't be super lenient, and they have rules, and you have to follow them. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we love... Uh, and I'll add this that we we love the New York City public school system. It's it's really been awesome. Both of our our, our experiences and uh, and that that really was a was a one of the highlights of that first year. I'd say is is how how great they were in working with us and understanding yeah. our unique situation and uh, and creating a great learning experience and social experience uh, for Emory mm-hmm. uh, in that beginning of elementary school for her. So any other thoughts from our first year, things that you think back that first year that that were highlights or just core memories? Yeah, I think just, um, I mean, kind of wrapping up like what we've been talking about this whole time is just we made sure that we didn't stay in our apartment very much. Um, I would look up on websites like Mommy Poppins or, um, let's see, Red Wagon, things like that, and just look and and inspect the calendar, see what's going on anywhere in the city, and we would do our best to get out as much as we could um, and not not keep to ourselves. Um, we tried to make as many friends as yeah. possible and experiences as much as we could. 
Yeah, and I remember just going to different neighborhoods. I, you know, I remember, remember even one Saturday that we were just exploring Soho, and there was a restaurant we wanted to go to in Soho and get a pastry from there. And then we were just playing at the playground, and we actually ran into Mike Myers, uh, playing with his kids at the playground. And so, just some of the cr- crazy, unique uh, experiences that that we had just as we were exploring the city. Yeah, and also too um, was our family coming to visit, and them realizing, oh, like this kind of, this makes sense. You know, I can tell, I can see why they love this so much and I can see why they're here. And just seeing their, um, that reassurance on their faces that the kids were safe, we were safe. This is actually a really great place. It's not as crazy as they may have thought it would have been, um, was really nice too, just to kind of give their seal stamp of approval and, and have them see that we were good. Yeah. It was it was a great first year, and, I, and I would say after the first year, it's only gotten better. Yeah, and um, it's, New York City has surpassed expectations. Yeah, uh, for us as a family. Yeah, our second year was even better because we we didn't fall in the in the snow, and we we knew what to do. Yeah. So. First year was fantastic. Second year and beyond has been even better. Yeah, and we'll obviously dig into that as we continue to share our story of coming to New York City. And and we want to help you uh, come to New York City in whatever way uh, that looks like for you, whether you're moving here uh, or whether you're traveling here. And so we encourage you to check out uh, all the things that we're creating and sharing on comingtonewyorkcity.com. Uh, so go there and check that out. If you would, uh, go and share this podcast with a friend uh, that might also be interested in New York City uh, and, and leave it a rating or a review there on iTunes or wherever it is that you might be listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast.